previously on Just Cow in the City. It is October 3rd. I cannot get my hands on a stupid Sam Adams, stupid Oktoberfest beer, you pieces of shit. Yeah, I'm going to make a lot of trouble for you, jerk off, carrying beers right in the middle of the street. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? You sleep with any of the clients. You're fired. I was in my Jessica Dan character. Have an easy dance. These girls know how to party. That's because he's an ass He's always in trouble As if he was a third grader He's like Barney Rubble He seems pretty dumb But he always has fun Just cow in the city Sometimes he's witty when the pressure is low. Just cow in the city. He's dynamite. Podcast should be on the radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Just Cow in the City. Which city are we talking about? New York City, Los Angeles, and all the cities in between. And when I say that, I mean just the, the, the first two I mentioned. But nice to be back on the East Coast. As you know, being a uh, East Coast Jersey, New York boy, I really just do not like, well, really going anywhere. So I am glad to be back after a long 6,000-mile journey back and forth. So great to be back in my podcast world talking to you guys. I hope everybody had a lovely two weeks. I hope you semi enjoyed my interim podcast about television and stuff. Actually, if, if I can be honest, I enjoyed listening back to it. Uh, you know, it's like those stupid Saturday morning cartoon themes uh, somehow make me happy and angry at the same time, but mostly. Uh, I guess just bring back a little bit of joy. I don't know what that means in Texas or whatever. Anyway, I am like. It's so funny when you travel, the seasons just automatically change when you get back. It was pretty hot when I left here in, in New York City, and now I always get sick. Like, not sick, but my nose runs, I get a scratchy throat, whenever the seasons change. I mean, this just happened my whole life during this time of the fall and everything, when it goes to cold. And now I've got my windows open everywhere when I came home after leaving here for a, a full week, and it's cold, and... You know, I'm like a mess. I'm like, wait, should I close the windows? I'm like, well, it's not that cold, but it is that cold. And then I'm like, when I go out, it'll be different. And I came back and I'm like, no, I'm still freezing, but I still have the windows open because, well, because it's just pleasant to have the windows open, right? And it's nice because then I don't know with the windows open and kind of, I guess, a breeze coming. You feel like you're part of, you feel, I don't have a terrace or anything and I can't go outside. And with the windows open, I'm, I keep, Looking over to my left, I, I, I feel like I'm outside somehow. <laughs> it's like that's how sad it is living in New York. Like, well, the windows are open. It's almost like being outside. It's like getting a tan. So obviously I have a lot to uh, discuss 
today, and I thought it was best, and I'm, I'm sure you want to hear about Los Angeles, and believe me, you do. It was this very strange trip because something happened, and I'll just give you a little preview. Something happened. Uh, I was there. I got there on Friday morning. I left on Tuesday night, and something happened that was so amazing on Sunday that I was just like, I'm done. I'm not going to seek out any other adventures because nothing is going to top that. So that's to come. I thought I would do it in order from where we left because then I thought going backwards, I'm like, now it all just sounds stupid compared to the trip because everything's leading up to the trip. As you know, I mean, I've been preparing multiple classes, uh, trying to get two weeks of material together, including the podcast and everything, so we could take a week off without actually taking a week off. In fact, if you watch the Tuesday show, I don't know what, ha- I mean, I, I zoomed in. I'd be so angry at myself. I don't know what those guys said afterwards, but I think my internet connection was so crappy. And I don't know why, because my the, my friends I was staying with, I mean, they have perfect Wi-Fi. I, again, I don't know whether it's my computer or what. I, it just, I'd be so furious if somebody had a crappy Wi-Fi connection for me. But if, as you know, I like to plug in right to the internet. I probably should have asked them how to do it, but I don't want to bother my hosts with any more nonsense that I already give them but believe me the, the fact that they would ever maybe have me come stay again it, it, those guys are nuts I'm the worst I'm a horrible guest <laughs> too much demands but those of you who listen to the podcast already know that so let me just start with two Saturdays ago when we left off only because is it relevant what I normally say no but I think I told you that my hot girl neighbors were leaving. I was very upset about this whole thing because, you know, who knows who's going to move in and they're certainly not going to be pretty young girls. I mean, maybe they will, but these girls were fantastic and uh, very nice. And, you know, we're going to keep in touch. So, you know, I edit the podcast by my front door. That's where I do the Tuesday show. So I can always hear people outside and stuff. And, you know, my friend Vivian, who lives next door, saying, oh, I'll stop by before I leave. And I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> you know how nervous I get when somebody just stops by. I know, you know, I mean, I love it and I hate it at the same time. And I'm like, well, I, I better be ready to accept company just in case. So the whole time I'm doing the podcast, I'm editing and I, I don't know what I was doing. Maybe I was recording this uh, last week's. I'm like, wait, are they coming in now? Are they? Can they hear me outside? I was so paranoid. And so finally, the doorbell rings. I'm like, this is it. This is it. But it was two boys, and they just had the wrong apartment. I mean, what are the odds of that? <laughs> I'm like waiting for somebody to show up when normally I might be in my pajamas editing or I'm working at the same time, you know. Uh, these two guys had the wrong apartment. Meanwhile, that was a perfect opportunity. They were like going to her apartment to help her move. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll come over. No, oh, you're looking for a Vivian. I'll, I'll go with you. And so then I was able to say goodbye on my own, my own terms. So it's not going to surprise me. And I saw her and her mom again. Remember, I saw her mom downstairs. And she was asking me, like, hey, do you want any of this stuff? She can't bring it where she's going. And I really did. Like pots and pans, which I desperately need. All my pots, and you know I cook sometimes on Saturday nights, are all... All that um, stuff, the nonstick stuff is all coming off. And I, I think I'm digesting, you know, iron bits or asbestos. I, 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 It's really bad. So I really need it. But I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. No. They had like a salad bowl. I'm like, 
no, 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 I'm okay. I, I was too embarrassed to take it. It was just too weird to start taking her stuff and bringing it over. I, you know what I should have said? I'm like, do you want me to keep it in my apartment so, you know, in case she finds a place again? I, I, I should have. I think I did offer that. I think I did offer. I think they said she has a storage locker or something. So I don't know, but it was it was really funny that I wanted it. But that was like really sad. And then I got depressed when I got home. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna you know miss those those gals. It's great when you have really good neighbors. Actually, I I saw my neighbors that live on the other side yesterday and usually the the boy isn't that nice but i guess they had just come from a concert and uh they were much more entertaining and the people that live across are really great so I'm, I, like i i really had a good array there's four apartments in my vestibule and everybody was cool you don't know you don't know the odds of it being a a, a bunch of hot girls coming in and out to live with this one that's that was there that was vivian the odds of uh, just this rotating hot Venezuelan girls coming coming back and forth again are going to be pretty slim. So we'll see. Let's just hope it's somebody polite and nice and, uh, you know, that abides by the rules of the person that's lived here the longest. Senor Juskow. And it's so funny. So I'm sitting there on Saturday, right? And I know I'm not doing anything because I'm already uptight. I got I got too much to do. I got to concentrate. I got two classes to prepare in advance because I'm not coming home. Even I'm so crazy. It's just Saturday. I'm leaving on Thursday, and I'm like already like no, I got too much to do. And my friend Alina and outside Steve, they invite me out. They're like, hey, we want to go. I'm like, no, no, no. I just went to the grocery store. You guys stink. And, you know, I just can't stand when they invite me out on the spur of the moment. And I have to keep telling them, but please keep inviting me because someday this will work. I think if they invited me out maybe a half hour before, I probably could have gone. But I had already bought groceries to cook and I'm leaving. There's no way. And it was so funny. And Lena's like, you stink. Um, I think maybe she was kidding, but I'm not sure. Uh, But, you know me, I can't. If I already have it in my plan, no, Saturday I'm staying in. I'm going to cook because what I'm going to cook, I'm going to have, again, not on Sunday, not on Monday, but Tuesday and Wednesday. So I have meals for the whole week. So this plan would have been a disaster for me, but they they can't understand that because they are normal people that can do stuff on the spur of the moment. And as you know, my motto, which is the Just Guy on the City motto, spontaneity has its time and its place. My uh, motto. And also, so on Sunday, you know, I'm still in that phase where Sunday, Sundays I'm trying to leave the house around 5 o'clock so I don't get completely obsessed with football and never leave the house, right? So I'm trying to make plans again. I make plans to get sushi with my friend Laura. And then, wouldn't you know, I have this plan like three days in advance. I said, are you ready to go out Sunday at 5 o'clock? You know, because I need to plan this kind of stuff. Look what I'm doing. You know, it's like, how can Alina be mad at me? I'm like, you know, I'm planning three days ahead. You ready? Five o'clock. We're going to go to maybe six. You know, if that's better for you. I'm going to come down to your neighborhood and we're going to go to that sushi place in your apartment building. And she's like, sounds good. I'm like, great. That'll be great. I get down there, walk back. It's a great breakup of the weekend if I'm not going anywhere because, you know, it's rare that I do something usually on Saturday nights. Although I have a whole bunch of Saturday nights. I got to do stuff, which I hate. So I go, and then Russ Maneev calls me, super handsome comedian, Russ Maneev. He calls me, and he goes, hey, Jessica, it's the last nice day, uh, you know, until it gets cold. 
I'm going to hang out at Tavern on the Green with Natterman and this other girl you like, and we're just going to hang out and have some drinks and enjoy the sun. And I'm like, and we're doing it at like 4 o'clock. And I'm like, damn it. That's exactly when I could go. Like 4.30, like right after work. First, of course, I used to excuse. No, I work. Nothing I can do. He's like, well, it's at 4.30. Damn it. Because I love using work as an excuse, you know. So I finish at 4.30, and, he, and I'm like, he's probably right. That's not a bad idea. So I call my friend, Laura, and I say, do you want to go to Tavern on the Green in Central Park and, you know, around 4.30, just kind of hang out on the last nice day? And, you know, she's from California. She's like, we should do that, shouldn't we? But she doesn't want to do that either. She doesn't want to go up to Central Park West. It's a Sunday, you know. <laughs> I can tell in her voice, but if I was doing it, she'd probably do it. And I'm like, well, let me think about this. I mean, it was such a beautiful day, like the last beautiful day. He was completely right. And I'd like to see him, and I, I do enjoy hanging out with Natterman. And then I just, I don't know. I, came, I was like, you know what, Russ, I'm sorry. I just, I don't want to go. I got plans. I think I used her as an excuse. Yeah, she doesn't want to go, and I already made these plans. And and then he's mad at me. Like, he's like, you suck, Jessica. You know, these people that make last-minute plans, they get mad at me because I'm so stuck in my ways. Old man Juskow doesn't like change. So I, I wasn't upset because then he told me that. It, I said, are you sure Tavern on the Green is open? I thought they closed. They're always on the, you know, this is a legendary place in Central Park West. It's the other reason you want to go. I'm like, listen, I went to Tavern. I mean, it's called Juskow in the City. We went to this iconic place in Central Park. And, you know, they maybe seen it on Seinfeld or Something, it's a really, really iconic place, Tavern on the Green. I think Trump used to own it, maybe, but now he doesn't. I thought it closed. But apparently, Russ told me later, it was closed. Like, it was closed. It wasn't closed. It was just closed for a private event. And then they had to go to the Empire Hotel on the roof. And how mad would I have been? I'm like, wait, we're going somewhere. No, 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 no. The Empire Hotel roof is great, too. I used to have my birthday parties up there. But that's not where I wanted to be. So, Wow. I uh, got out of it. Uh, I, I planned everything perfect. I just went down, had the sushi, had a nice time, and a very pleasant walk back. It was flawless, and I felt like I was missing out on nothing. Except they felt bad. I do want to hang out with Russ. He's uh, such a terrific guy, and for some reason, you know, he gets upset if I don't hang out with him. I, I like that, though. I like that, uh, you know, he's, he's, that he's vulnerable. That's, you know, these are the comics that I enjoy when they, you know, are honest with their feelings. Uh, Jake, you better get your brother. Cuckoo bird. Take it off. Cuckoo bird. Dr. Patel. It's bad. Hey. What are you doing here? You know, we must keep the giants, my brother. I'm not supposed to be seeing you, right? Outside bad, the office? Bad. Oh, no. Is that illegal? What are you, Today, I'm your brother in green, not your therapist. I'm so happy to see you. Wonderful, wonderful that you're here. Hey, Jake! This is Cliff. This is my doctor, Cliff. Look, two things. We got to watch that bubble screen from fucking Manning in the backfield, and we got to make sure we knock the receivers on the ass off the line of scrimmage. You can say that again? Those cocksuckers! <laughs> the other reason I didn't want to go out that hard or drink because I knew I was going to the Giants' tailgate on Monday night. So I was very uptight about that too. In the sense of just like, I don't want to go crazy drinking. 
because I want to keep my head clear, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was nervous, you know, usually with the tailgates, I go crazy and it's such a bummer. So I'm like just trying to keep it together. Plus, I got to come from work. I got to figure out what I'm going to wear because it was nice, but it always gets cold at the Meadowlands. And I came up with the perfect thing. I'm like, all right. So I dressed for work. I bought my jeans. I said, I'm just going to wear a T-shirt. I've got photos. And I'm going to bring a jacket, a light jacket, a windbreaker. I'm going to wear that over the T-shirt when I go there. So I think pretty much I didn't wear the jacket. No, I did. I guess I did. Maybe it was. It was Well, it, no, it was like 75 degrees, maybe more. So I was just carrying the jacket. And I went to my friend Lee's. And he drove me to the place. And I didn't use the jacket at all. It's, it's extra windy at the Meadowlands. And then, you know, when nightfall night fell then everybody's like geez i'm a little nippy i'm like yeah well i planned in advance jerk offs and they were going to the game oh you definitely need a jacket then but uh yeah i think i planned that perfectly plus it was an outstanding tailgate really great tailgate because i was just like i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to get that drunk i you know it's always a problem going home with the day drinking but the day drinking turned into night so it wasn't completely day drinking And it was extremely pleasant. I hadn't been to a night game in a long time where it starts, you know, you want to go early in the season. So we got there at like, well, I guess it left at four. So we must have gotten there at five. The game starts at 820. So I guess it got dark around seven. It was a really pleasant evening. We have a new area where we hang out. Lenny Marcus came by, which was so great. And then I was walking him back a little bit. and, And then I saw my sister's neighbor walking by and i'm like why don't you hang out with us hang out with our tailgate she's like oh, i'm looking for my husband i'm like well bring him over get this guy over here so it was really fun but here was my plan i was i was definitely going to go back i did not want to go to the game i'm like i'm just going to go to the tailgate and go back so i don't want to get crazy because it's such a long trip back technically you know that's the bummer of the time so i had this new plan the worst plan in the history of plans. I'm going to take the bus back instead of the train. When you take the train, the train is stupid, and then you have to go to Secaucus and then transfer and wait for a train in New York. The whole process takes a long time, and it's a just a bummer after having such a nice time. So I'm like, I'm going to take the bus. I know there's a bus from the Port Authority to the Meadowlands. But what I said before I should have taken it there instead of going with Lee so I know where it drops you off and then I can ask the bus driver where do you where does it pick you up later and boy what a fucking mess this piece of shit the Meadowlands is and everyone that works there this is the stupidest organization in the history of organizations they are just a fucking bunch of morons that have no idea what's going out. Remember, these are the people that bought you a Super Bowl with no exit strategy. The Seattle Seahawks against the Denver Broncos many years ago, many years, maybe 10, I don't know. They have a fucking Super Bowl in New York City like a bunch of morons. I don't think that's happening again anytime soon. They came up with a great system to get everybody into the stadium from whatever walks of life they're coming from. And no exit strategy. 
People wait, were waiting two to three hours to get out. This place sucks. So I'm look, so Lenny Marcus takes the bus there. And he goes, here, take my ticket back. And he's like, I'm going to get a ride home from this guy. I'm like, great. Because I wasn't sure how that worked. I don't know. Can you use your app? Do you need a ticket? It's old school. He gave me a ticket. So I'm like, oh. Because I don't know where I'd get a ticket from. And he goes, you catch it right over there. He's pointing to where you catch it. I don't, I don't know what, I, I started walking to this other area. I, I don't know how I figured it out. I started walking to that area, and then I was told by somebody that that bus only comes after the game, and I'm, and which makes sense. And I'm like, well, I'm not waiting until after the game. That's the whole point. So I'm looking for this, like, New Jersey transit bus that's supposed to come at, like, 820, which I could completely catch because they're already going in to catch the beginning of the game and maybe now it's about 750 so i get a half hour to get to wherever this bus stop is i just keep walking and it always said lot g or something and i'm in lot j so it's not i'm walking around and i'm asking every security guy hey where's the bus stop at and they keep pointing backwards i'm like no 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 what if i don't want that one where's the new jersey transit one like i don't know i don't know then this lady oh i gotta get a picture gave me a map of the place. Where do you see this? If I can remember to take the picture. I, th- I can't remember whether I took the picture with my camera or not. I feel like I, I know I wanted to show it on the on the Tuesday show. And I, I forgot. It's the most hilarious, useless map. And I'm like, I can take this? She's like, oh, I got plenty of them. So then they were like, no, this place is over here. It's over. The pickup's over here. They keep saying it's over here. I get to wherever over here is. I'm not panicked. I'm like, whatever. It's a beautiful night. And there's a big sign that says, this area has moved. Now you got to pick up the bus on Patterson Plank Road, wherever the fuck that is. So no one in that stadium knew that the bus didn't come through there anymore. So then I go up to the Monday Night Football people. There's a whole thing. I got a picture of it. All 10 to Monday Night Football. I'm like, hey, guys, <laughs> do you know where the bus comes? And like, yeah, it just comes right by here. Right by here all the time. You just catch it right up there. I'm like, yeah, but there's a sign over there that says they moved the bus stop. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Like, no one can help. It's so fucked up. I, don't, I just don't understand it. So then I'm like, I think I'm, I, I tried one more. Th- I tried to walk all the way back up to this highway to see, like, all right, maybe it's over here. I talked to these guys, and they're like, wait, what are you doing walking around here? I'm like, why don't you shut up? Now, where the fuck is this bus now? Is getting furious that just nobody had an answer and they're probably sitting there like why are you going home the game's just starting i'm like i am not happy with this game and i sense disaster which it was that i mean the giants got slaughtered it was awful i mean hilarious then i realized all right i just have to take the train back i already missed the first train i gotta wait till the nine o'clock train i'm i'm, I'm furious but i'm like all right well that was my backup plan i gotta walk to the stupid train and I, you know, I'm heading towards the train and then this, I'm walking, I'm just walking like aimlessly. Now I'm just pissed off. And this guy goes, hey, you got to walk here. And I'm like, hey, why don't you shut up? <laughs> like now I'm just angry. They're just security people. That, fuck them. I mean, this guy got into a fight. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm cat. No, I'm sick of all of you. Then I uh, went, uh, whatever, I told my problem. And then we um, ended up, um, you know, shaking hands and getting along. Because that's what guys do. You start out full blasting and then you like uh work it out because we're men and uh nothing really bothers us uh we just uh, have a lot of testosterone that we have to get off uh, our chest so to speak 
Oh, anyway, then I went to that stupid train of sitting there waiting because now it's like 830. I'm like, oh, God, it basically took me three hours to get home. I mean, it, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, uh, Lee was like, hey, why don't you sit here? We'll leave a chair out. Just sit here until halftime, which I totally thought about doing because he was going to leave then because I do like sitting in the parking lot, just kind of hanging around. I, I was just like, nah, I, I, I could be home by halftime and Jesus Christ. And then even when I was waiting for the train, I'm like, should I just go back to the parking lot and wait for him? But I'm like, well, he might not be out to the beginning of the third. I don't know. I probably should have. Oh, it was so stupid. And, and, and you know what the thing is? I never sat down. Like, I never sat down at the tailgate. Like, once you got to the tailgate, I never sat down. So I'd say from five to, well, at least, well, I guess I sat down on the train. But, like, you know, for like four hours, I just never sat down. I was just like always standing and didn't even think about it until I was walking so much. That's the thing. I must have walked at least two miles just trying to get to the train. It really got some steps in, you know, even though uh, usually on Mondays I walk five miles, so I was used to it, but I'd also been drinking, so, you know, you don't want to, but of course I've done that a hundred times anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I'm used to it. It's just a pain in the ass. Also, oh, so I go... So I didn't know what to bring. They didn't tell me what to bring. They usually they know I don't drive or anything when I go there. So I don't know what to get for the tailgate. And I stopped with Lee and I'm like, hey, why don't I go? Do you guys need anything? He says, yeah, can you go in the grocery store, get some water? And, uh, you know, if you want, I'm like, I'm going to get some beer for myself. You know what I'm going to get? Everybody knows the answer to that. I'm going to get Sam Adams Oktoberfest at the fucking grocery store. There's no way they don't have it there. Yeah, they don't have it. They don't have it. I was able to get the regular Brooklyn lager at least, which was fine. And I had like four of those. But they didn't have the Oktoberfest in a grocery store. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. I just cannot. It's crazy, right? (laughs) You know, I've been screaming about stupid Oktoberfest. What the fuck? And the Sam Adams kind, you know. I don't know why. Is it the greatest? No, but when you can't have it. Oh, God. You know, then uh, at least I didn't get that wage, but I got home and, you know, I had to go to work the next day and I got a haircut, which was good. And then Marina came on the show, which was terrific. And then on Wednesday, I'm just kind of scrambling. Like, I know I got to work it for, so I'm scrambling to get everything together. My classes, um, you know, I'm like thinking about packing. Did I start packing? I don't even know. I don't like to pack the day before, you know? It's like, what am I going to need? So, you know, I got up really early on Thursday and started packing. And, you know, I just want to make sure I get everything together. I got everything together for class. Do I have everything together for my flight, you know, to California? Am I going to stay at my sister's? What am I going to wear? You know how it packing is. And you shouldn't be that way with a boy. But I'm like, well, here's what I'm going to do. This is insane because the way I'm doing things is so weird. I'm going to dress for class and whatever I wear to class on Thursday, I'm going to wear on the plane and my first day in LA. I'm just going to continue wearing, you know, I'm going to pull the uh, easy money. Uh, hey, uh, my friend needs a shirt. He can wear four days in a row. Hey, you're okay. Why don't you put your two heads together? <laughs> it's from the movie. Um, so yeah, I have my, my teaching shirt, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I guess I was wearing jeans, right? And then afterwards, 
me and Evan and Glenn went out. We went to this Vietnamese place. Oh, wait. But first, so I got to also get my car, right? I'm carrying my luggage, two computers, and just, uh, I don't know, just a bunch of sh- and my and my backpack, right? And I have to walk it all the way to my car, my garage, you know, multiple blocks, like a mile. I have to carry everything like a mile before I can get in the car. Is the car going to start? I go down, I go to the garage, and there's like all new guys working there who don't know me or my car situation until finally one of the other guys came. Oh, no, no, he's good. I'm like, can I go downstairs with you? Because it's a waste of time if they go downstairs, try the car, then come back up. And I'm like, come on. I'm already, yeah, I'm already messed up as it is in my head. I'm like, ah, I got too much going on. So I go downstairs with this new guy, and this time we see my car, and there's no key. They're like, where's the key? I'm like, I don't know where the key is. If you don't know where the key is, I don't know where the key is. Usually I thought they'd leave it in the car, but they have it in a lockbox. But the guy was new, and already I'm starting to sweat because it's so hot down there. It's so unbearably hot down there. And wouldn't you know, once they finally found the key after, like, asking all around. I mean, I don't know whether it was, was it bothering. Oh, he's like, how'd you get the door open? It's funny. I bought, like, a thing that opens the door with me just in case. But it was that's not going to start the car. What are the odds they're going to lose the key the day I'm going to go to the airport and shit? Lose the key. That's the one thing they usually don't. I'm like, well, I can't do anything if you lost the key. I'm like, is this it? No, that's not it. It's got a little tiger Hanging from it, uh, the keychain. It's a Tiger Mark keychain. It's a little Exxon Tiger. <laughs> oh, my God. Then they found the key. And, of course, of course the car started. I didn't need to be down there. But it's a good thing I was. Because they couldn't identify the key. I would have been up there like, what the fuck is going on down there? And they're not going to be honest. Ugh. So already, you know, I'm sweating. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. I got to wear this shirt for like 10 days. This is a nightmare. But yeah, then, uh, you know, he did the class and then we had Alex Sulkin come in and he was great and the kids really liked him and he was really talking about some great details and opening up on some secrets to Family Guy and stuff like that, which was really great. And then I gave them the final exam. I said, well, let me give you the final exam two weeks in advance, you know, so you have two weeks to work on it. It's just two pages of dialogue and one of the things has to be you have to come up with a time travel device. And then you have to talk to a historical figure. And everybody seemed okay with that. You know, and, and the historical figure, like if it's whatever, Ben Franklin as an example, you know, you'd just be like, oh my God, you know, your electricity is going to, wait do you see how small you can get. You're going to be able to have, you know, that kind of stuff. It's silly. And I was upset with myself because I didn't love it. I didn't love the assignment like last time where I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so great with the clueless thing. And one of the kids in the class, actually my favorite student, just uh, gave the thumbs down. And she was, I'm like, what? And it bothered me like the next two weeks. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, she, why does she hate the assignment? But then I realized why I came up with the assignment and I felt better about it because we watched Midnight in Paris, the Woody Allen movie. We were talking about it and it was an assignment. And I'm like, no, see, when he goes back and he meets Ernest Hemingway and he meets Pablo Picasso, that's where I came up with the idea. And then it made more sense to me and I just tried to not let one of my students make me cry because um, I don't I don't need them to see that. <clears throat> but anyway, we went for Vietnamese food after class this time, me, Evan, and Glenn, to this place. Like, what is it? Pho? Pho soup? Is that what it's called? Pho, but it's, but it's spelled P-H-O? You know what I'm talking about? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat soup. But um, 
there was a lot of Vietnamese people in the restaurant and they were all eating soup. I'm like, well, got to go with the flow. But I also wanted to be careful because I'm wearing this shirt for the next, you know, 20 days. I keep um, making it longer. How long I'm wearing the shirt for. So I don't want to spill anything on it, but the soup was excellent. Really excellent. I think I got the special. Whatever the, whatever the guys next to me were eating, I'm like, what are these guys eating? And now remember, what did we get there? About 8, was it 8.30 or 8.15? And uh, we're, first of all, we get in there, and I'm like, dudes, you can't smell the paint in this place. You know, there's always a problem, and it's always me. They're, Glenn and Everett are sitting there. They're perfectly fine. And I'm like, you guys can't smell the paint. You can't smell the paint from outside. Somebody painted the parking lot. You can't smell. I'm like, I, I can't. All my food is going to be tainted because it's so powerful. And then I'm like, is that why? And I said to the guy, is that why you're keeping the door open? Because you paint? What's going on here? So we moved to the back where it smelled much better, like food. So I'm already in trouble. Also, my friend Evan goes, oh, I have Oktoberfest beer. I'll bring it because it's all, you know, bring your own. So he's been planning for this which since the incident uh, last semester, which I was really angry about there's no liquor so he's like i'll bring it but he forgot <laughs> um, so i'm like what it, but fortunately uh my friend glenn uh bought some stellas so it was good i just you know want to have a little beer open up you know what i'm saying i don't want to get crazy i just want to have uh one beer for like uh, starters and then maybe one with the meal i don't think it's a uh, bad to ask long day of you know teaching and all that kind of stuff you need to wind down a little bit so so we're sitting there, and you know me. I'm like, now what? And we're sitting there, and the guy goes, hey, can you guys um, wrap up? And I'm like, why? I thought the place was open until 930 or whatever. It's up. It, whatever it was open until. He's like, yeah, but I got to drop these guys off at the bus. Like, he's got to drop the workers off at the bus and close the shop. And, and he's like, would you guys mind? And I'm like, I'm not going to get mad at this because, I mean, I'm expecting it at this point. Also, it's in Jersey. So I'm not getting angry, but it's just funny. I mean, I just keep getting kicked out of restaurants, and it is just pissing the fuck out of me off, obviously. But the guy was nothing but nice. and He's got to drop his employees off at the bus stop. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I actually appreciate the, the truthfulness of it. So we go, we pay the bill, and we step outside, and then we see him and the the other guy's running, and we're and Evan's so weird. He's, he he seems to running. Oh no, it was Glenn, and he just goes, "Hey, can I ask you a question?" And the, we're like, "What's the matter with you? you? Can't see that guy. He's running to his car so he can make sure his employees make the bus stop." It was it was really funny. That's when you really just just have no idea of what's happening around you. I guess it was like, "What's the matter with you?" Hey, you know, can I ask you a question about the? When you make that soup from scratch, yeah, 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 guys, I, I love to talk to you. I gotta. So that was kind. Of, I mean, at least we saw them running for the bus, so it wasn't like they were lying or let's like let's just get these assholes out of here. And that soup was pretty fucking good, I gotta say. So then I go to my sister's. I drive and, and I basically got there about midnight, and I called an Uber for three thirty in the morning. I think my plane left at six thirty. Right? Yeah. So that's three hours in advance. And my brother-in-law and my sister are like, nah, that's too soon. I'm like, nah, that leaves no room for error. Plus, I want to see my friend when he's there, you know, who works for United. Uh, I'm like, let me. And then I kept saying, like, wait, should I change it? I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to change it. For some reason, I feel like if I change it, things are going to get all mixed up. I'm like, I'm just going to stick with the 330. So maybe I slept like a tiny bit. But I didn't want to sleep anyway because I want to sleep on the plane. So I really didn't sleep. 
you know, just left. And it's so, it's so funny when you leave in the middle of the night like that, especially somebody's house, you really do feel like you're, I feel like I'm in the Forrest Gump when that, you know, it's like, are you, it looks like you're running away from something. Nope. I'm just going, I don't know what the hell she said, uh, that girl from the Princess Bride. I get that there's, I, I check my bag and I go through security. It couldn't have been any easier. You know, it's four in the morning. And I'm putting, you know, I always take time. I have to take off the shoes and the belt and all that kind of stuff. I just, I then I'm so thrilled to be there early. I just, I always put, take that tray. I'm making the hand gestures and put it on like a, a thing. And I take my complete time putting my stuff back together in my pockets, tying my shoes, you know, putting everything. I just take so much time because I'm like, where am I rushing to? I got nothing but time. And I see my friend walk by and I go, hey, this is great. What's going on? He's like, all right. He's like, I'm just going to go to the Dunkin' Donuts, come by the office in a half hour. I love coming by the office. I love coming by the office because it's exciting because you didn't know the office existed if you're at a gate. You know, you don't think about employees working at the airport where they hang out. And I'm like, yeah, I'll meet you at the airport. I'll meet you. So meanwhile, that Dunkin' Donuts he was heading to is like so far. That's why I'm like, why didn't we need a half hour? It's like around another terminal. He's like, well, it's the only one that's open at this hour. I was just thinking, I wonder why they don't have like coffee pots in their office or anything. But anyway, well, I guess because they do have a lot of stores, just nothing's open. So I'm going around this big thing. You know, United is the hub at Newark. That's why I like going to Newark. And they have this really big, huge, like market almost where, you know, it's all magazines, snacks, food, everything you need, right? And I always get a water and some form of like roll or something in case I get hungry because they don't serve any food in the plane anymore. So I'm going around, just all I want is a plain bagel or a plain roll, plain, nothing on it, just want to keep it in the bag just in case, but nothing opens until five. So everybody's just hanging around. And then by the time I got there, there was a big line. I'm like, this place sucks. But I spent plenty of time looking at the magazines, getting the bottle, the perfect bottle of water, because I knew I had nothing but time, which was great. And then I go, I think I finally got a croissant because it was just easy. I just want to grab it. Uh, you know, everybody, I, I don't understand people at the airport. They're all, I, I'll, I'll never understand people getting coffee at the airport. Not, if you work there, it's different. Why would you want to have coffee and then go on a plane? Don't you want to try and sleep? Because it's such a long flight. I mean, if you're going an hour away, I mean, maybe that's different. But I'm always amazed at the line of people eating and drinking before they get on the plane. I, I'll just never understand it. But then, of course, I don't travel with anybody. So maybe it's different when you're traveling with somebody. I don't know. The last thing I would want is to stay up and have coffee. I mean, I, do I want to get coffee? I do. But I'm like, I don't want to sit there. You know how it like makes me, ah, and then I'm not going to be able to talk to anybody or there would be a disaster. So then I go in his office, and it was awesome. I just would just hang out, and I'm just like, I'm hanging out at the desk next to him as if I'm at my work. It's like really funny, and we're just you know talking for a while, like a half hour. I get nothing but time. He's like, well, I guess I got to get get these people to Denver. I got to get going. Like, he, he had to go. I'm like, well, I, I got plenty of time. And he's like, no, I, I got to get make sure these people get to Denver on time. <laughs> I don't know why it's great and funny at the same time. So that, And then it was just time to board. It was fantastic. I'm like, this is better than hanging out at, like, the, you know, the, 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 the whatever you get with the amenities at that club, the United Club, whatever it's called, the Delta Club. This is better than just hanging out. And like, so you don't have to just hang around with these, you know, every time I go to the, I always just go to the gate 
and see the people I'm flying with. These are the people I'm flying with. I mean, what a motley group of people. I was like dressed nice technically, you know, and all these people are such slobs and so gross. And I'm not saying to dress up. It's just like there's like no attractive people flying anymore. I don't know where they I guess they all fly on their own planes or something. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. So I always look, I'm like, look at this motley crew of people I might die with. <laughs> That's the way I think. Oh, it's awful. So I get on the plane, and of course, there's a fucking weirdo in the middle seat, some Asian guy with ADD. He's all over the place. He's bumping it, and I'm just like, uh, whatever, whatever. I'm just going to be napping. It doesn't matter. It's just getting on my nerves. It's so weird. I, 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 I'm such a polite I just sit there and do nothing, you know, and just I, I'm like a putty. And uh, so I, I just stare at the uh, I don't even watch the TV. I just stare at the chair in front of me. You don't need anything to read. Nope. I'm good. <laughs> oh, I hate everybody. I always get when we get to the cruising altitude, I take a Xanax and then I'm out. And I missed both drink servings. I d- didn't even see them come by. Not that I would get anything anyway. I always try never, never to get up. So I try and pee everything before I leave. And I, it was beautiful. I slept the whole, it was unbelievable. I got up. They were like, hey, we're uh, descending into LA. I'm like, oh my God, I've done it again. Man, that is some sweet magic. I guess I slept for like four or five hours. It was fantastic. Man, when that happens, everybody's got to like that, right? We're landing. Oh, are we? Oh, sweet. You want something to read? No. (laughs) Are you going to take a nap? No. You're just going to sit there staring at the back of the seat? (laughs) So when we leave L.A., because... United there, I guess, in LAX isn't like a major airline. It's like packed into this like little fucking place. I always need to play. I want to just get up and collect my thoughts and just, you know, again, relax a little bit that the flight's over, the stress is over. Let's just, you know, relax. And there was nowhere to relax. Like, it's just so crowded when you walk out. I can't just go to another gate, put my knapsack down for a second, relax. It's it's really, really bad. I, I always need like five minutes when I get off, like just to kind of decompress a little bit, I guess literally and figuratively. <laughs> but then I was a little panicked about the rental car place because, you know, I was nervous about like my credit or whatever. And remember, I was getting an electric car. So I go to the place and they're like, oh, and I'm looking again, I'm looking at the people renting cars. I'm like, the, look at these fucking slobs. Look at these fucking disgusting people. And they're all able to rent the car. How am I going to have a problem? You know? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, just like no pretty people. They're all gross and stupid. And most of them, I guess, speak no English whatsoever because I could see they were using a Google Translator. They And the the, the attendant was like talking into the thing and then showing it to them. That That's what I'm assuming was happening. And I'm like... But they're not going to give me a car? I, you know, I'm just uptight about it. But meanwhile, they go, uh, well, we have a car, but here's the problem. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm starting to panic. They're like, yeah, our electric chargers aren't working, so we have to give you a regular car. I was so excited to try an electric car, try to figure out where there's a fucking way to charge it. And 
the, the fun of not having to get gas on the way back. And they're like, yeah, we don't have it, so we have to give you a gas car. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. I didn't want to say anything because I just want this to happen. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And this car was terrific. It was a Chevy Malibu. And it was great. It was just great being in a, a car that, you know, had pickup and acceleration. I could go up hills. You know, my car, I, I, I don't, I go up hills like really slow. Like I, I think it could accelerate, but I don't want to push it. And maybe by not pushing it, that's why the car is still running in really good shape because I take care of it in that sense. But it was so exciting. I have a rental car where I could like really breeze through. And people in LA are stupid. Me and Rory, uh, Sarah's boyfriend, were talking about this. People suck. They're such pussies. It's unbelievable. They do not keep up with the flow of traffic like it is in New York where everybody's on everybody's tail because there's nowhere to go. There's plenty of places to go. There doesn't have to be any traffic if everybody just kind of stayed to the right and they just let a passing lane through. I think there'd be so much less traffic. People just don't know how to drive. They're, 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 they're idiots. So it's easy when you come from New York. You just, <clears throat> I, I, I can get through. I never hit any traffic because I'm just weaving my way through all these assholes. There's so much space in front of them. It's weird that they don't see it. It's another reason. I just really hate that place. It's so stupid. So I don't know. All I know is the first stop I made was directly to the Jack in the Box. I could not wait. I was like, maybe I'm going to have lunch with somebody. But even if I do, I am stopping at the Jack in the Box first. I haven't been here in five years. And I don't think I've been to the Jack in the Box in like seven. And I go through the drive-thru and I immediately order four monster tacos. And let me tell you, I sat in that car eating those tacos, having, I think, an iced tea. I could not have been happier at that moment. I have a, a slight picture. I just cannot believe how much I was just like, la, 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 la. I was listening to the radio. It was a pleasant day. I had the windows open. And I'm like, it's all done. I'm here. I got the car. And stress is over. I'm at my happy place, Jack in the Box, <laughs> by the airport. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. But here was the problem with the entire trip is that I wasn't so... The reason I was going, the big secret or whatever, it's not a secret. I think you guys already know by now. I'm going for a party. I'm going to Sarah Silverman has a party. But she hasn't had it since COVID, obviously, on her rooftop. I've been going for years. I've told you all about it. This is the, that's the party I got into the big fight with Johnny Galecki for the Big Bang Theory. And that's, you know, Albert Brooks, Rob Reiner, you know, when, on Mark Marin's show when he mentions me, who I saw, by the way, again. When he's like, oh, this party's amazing. It's Diane Keaton, Rob Ryan, Larry David, Dave Juskow. Well, you don't know Juskow. You know, that that whole thing. That's this party. And even though she doesn't live in this building anymore where she has the party, she still has the house, has the apartment so she can use the rooftop and have one of her classic legendary comedy parties that she hasn't had in a long time. But she's so strict about it. Now, now remember, it started as like a party for her and uh, as the co-host. I was always the co-host. It was like a birthday party for me. She used to have it in August. Now I can't believe I'm still invited. Like that's how, you know, exclusive it is. Uh, besides the comics that we started out with that she's still invited that wouldn't be invited to a party like this normally. Not the uh, the the D-list comics that uh, she still happens to be friend with like myself and Mike Ivey and Mike Rowe and, 
you know, some of the, the comics from the old days. So I couldn't call anybody to tell them I'm in town because then they're going to be like, why are you in town? And then I don't want to say I'm going to Sarah's party. I don't want to lie to anybody. But then they'll be like, why wasn't I invited? So I always, for the thing, like when Greg Fitzsimmons had mentioned it on the Tuesday show, I have to, well, then I realized, because I usually see him there. But even with Tom Papa, I'm, you know, I knew he was going to be on the show. I call Sarah and I'm like, did you invite Tom Papa? And she goes, yes. And I'm like, great. Then I'll say, I'll see you next week or whatever. You know, so I'm very careful about it because I've messed up before and I don't want any trouble with her. You know what I'm talking about. So I'm like, I can't really call anybody, tell them I'm in town because then they'll be like, well, how come she didn't invite me? I don't know. Well, how come you're not inviting me as your guest? Don't you get a plus one? I'm like, maybe, I, I don't know. So I'm like afraid to call anybody. So I, that's why I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go to my, you know, the house I'm staying with William and Alex and who are uh, the most gracious hosts you could ever imagine. I get a picture of when I woke up the next morning and how like a muffin and a cake were waiting for me on the table. I mean, this is just, that's why I stay there. People are like, how come you don't stay with Sarah? How come you don't stay in a hotel? I'm like, and this is in Pasadena I'm staying, which is far. I'm like, because I love these guys. I love them. I love, thank God they get me, right? (laughs) Because I have a lot of demands. How come you guys don't have a place where I can walk and get coffee in the morning? You know, the stupidest demands, like, Living in Pasadena is not like living in New York, and I'm taking it out on them because I'm insane. They're so polite. They have an extra room for me. It's all set. They got the towels ready. I got my own bathroom. I can spread out. I got more room in their bathroom than I have at my own house. And like I'm like a jerk. I I, I mean I know they. I think some may, they may use the bathroom in the morning, but I got all my products spread out over two sinks. You know, like I'm like a, I'm just like totally like taking advantage, not taking advantage, but I mean, I have a lot of products, and then I'm like, do you guys buy? I have my my steamer I bought, you know, with me. I'm like, do you guys don't mind if I just leave the bathroom kind of disarray until I leave, right? And they're like, yeah, we don't care. They don't seem to care, right? I I would never have me over again. <laughs> I just I just feel I'm horrible. They they're just so polite. Um, I can never thank them enough. I. You know, I can take them out for a few dinners, but it's still not even good enough, com- you know, compensation for the way they just let. They- oh my God, they got me a parking space in their building, so I didn't have to look for parking on the street. There's a- some guy was away, so I was able to. Use- oh my God, that was a dream. Just living, you know, in New York City, I could come home at night, park in their garage, and just walk right upstairs. I mean, this is better than what I have now. It was a fucking dream. <laughs> oh. So I and, and then the best part is I went to the CVS and bought a bunch of toiletries that I said, you know, I'm just gonna leave there. And they had the toiletries I had left last time. They kept it for when I come back. And I'm like, these guys, they're so amazing. So, you know, that so I'm just they're, they're working. And um, I said, well, you know what? I'll call my friend Beth Tapper, who was here with her kids. I think you might remember I got some photos. We went to that we went to that fashion museum. If you remember, I'll call her because I know she doesn't care about the party. But then it turns out she was invited, thank God, so she knew I was here. But she wasn't going. And I had lunch with her. 
and she recommended this place in Pasadena because she lives in, in Glendale. So I'm like, that's really close to Pasadena. That'll be perfect. I don't have to go all the way into, you know, whatever. And normally I would have met one of my friends, but again, I'm afraid to call, but I'm not afraid to call Beth. So we had lunch at this, I don't know, again, crummy snobatorium place. Was, oh, I know what it was called. It was called Agnes. And as soon as we walk in, they're like, yeah, can we have a seat in the back? They're like, no, we're closed. And I'm like, what? And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, they close it like one. <sighs> you know, I got nothing but trouble. Like, you can sit at the bar. And she's like, oh, Dave, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I mean, like, Beth, she she had to apologize for two lunches we had because she just fucked it all up. And meanwhile, I mean, it was fine. But you know me. I like to sit down and eat like gentlemen. I don't want to be rushed. Well, we were rushed. I go, oh, maybe if you order in the next five minutes, you can have food. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, wherever I go, wherever the fuck I go, I time it wrong every goddamn time. What the fuck? Have you ever heard anybody with such stupid problems? Ridiculous restaurant problems. But I'm telling you, that is the best. I'm like, yes, podcast material. Every time. Uh, so we go to the bar. We hang out. I get a BLT. I don't know. what. Well, I had just had lunch anyway, but I got a BLT, which was okay. And then we got these crispy tater tots. They had tater tots on the menu. I'm like, oh, I love tater And they were awful. And Beth was like, oh, they're okay. I'm like, no, they're not. Uh, my friend Bruno at my office makes so much better tater tots. Oh, so then uh, I ended up going to Sarah. I hadn't seen Sarah's new house. So I went over there. We walked the dog in a new place. And I got, you know, some pictures that I think you'll like. And then I decided I'm just going to go back. Because she had to, oh, she had to do a show, her Largo show on Fridays. And she's like, oh, it's going to be fun. But unless she was going to ask me to perform, I, like, unless she said, hey, do you want to do five minutes? I was like, not going to go. And she goes, oh, and the special guest this time is Adam Sandler. I'm like, should I go and then, you know, see Adam Sandler? I haven't seen him in a long time. We used to know each other and maybe that'll be interesting. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not in the mood. I'm not in the mood unless she asked me to perform or she asked me to come. But it wasn't like, I just was like, nah, I'm going to go home. I'm excited to hang out with my friends, William and Alex, if I can be honest with you. Alex had just gotten like vaccinated or something, so he wasn't feeling too well. But me and William went out. And he took me to this place. I think it's called Tui's. I think I remember the name because it's the same name as the people that um, adopted that black guy in the blind side who's now complaining that he was never adopted and he's really pissed off at the Tui's. Leanne Tui. So it's like a diner. And uh, I'm like, that sounds good. I got pictures. The food was awful. I don't blame William for this. It's not his fault. It just wasn't good. I tried. They had deviled eggs. I'm like, what am I not going to get deviled egg? Right. I got to try it. It was all right. It wasn't very good. And then I had, for some reason, I got sliders and I don't like sliders. So I don't know what I was thinking. They weren't very good. And then William got onion rings and they weren't very good. There was no flavor. There wasn't a sweetness to it. I don't know. I didn't like it. Then we, but he's like, "Oh, you'll want to get the Sunday here," and I'm like, "Well, now you're talking, you know." And the the waitress was really cute and nice, so that was okay. That was fun. And then we ordered a Sunday, and I was like, "Oh, can I get coffee?" Like, yeah, we don't have coffee. You don't have coffee. There's a diner, and you don't have coffee, mother. Like, well, I can make you, you know, an americana or something. I'm like, whatever, whatever. Don't have coffee. I'm not going to get upset about this. 
but it's great because William can see him. I'm like, he's like, podcast, yes. <laughs> oh, he's such a sweet guy. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, my um, while I'm there, I find out that my mother in her in the her catalytic converter got stolen out of her car while she's in this, you know facility that you pay for security and everything so then i had to call up the bread i'm like what the fuck is going on over there and i i said listen you know guy who runs the place you're probably gonna have a rash of stolen catalytic converters because half of those people that have cars probably don't use them for a month that you're gonna find out but they were really nice about it they kept calling me kept updating me my mother was fine I think she liked the attention since the police came up and asked her a bunch of questions. And you figured like the head of the facility would call me after the police show up. But I had to call him first. Like, how does he not know and say, hey, the police were at your mother's house? What? So that's something my friend Joe told me they take the platinum out of the catalytic converters. I'll tell you, thank God I got a parking garage because I would probably lose my catalytic converter on a daily basis here if, if that's what they're doing. I got to be careful. I'm sure my catalytic converter in my old car, because that's what they, you know, target, is prime for the taking. So anytime I park it out, uh, it's probably going to end up that way. I better be wary of uh, having a backup plan when it doesn't start. Oh, can somebody help us here? I don't think so. I'll tell you, my friend here, he's... I tell you, my friend here is looking for a shirt. Yeah, uh, you have something in a dark black. Yeah, he wants something he can wear four or five days in a row. You have any men's shirts for men? Have you tried the Army Navy store? Oh, very funny, huh? One more word out of you and he gets it, all right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Why don't you two put your heads together to make an ass out of yourselves, huh? <laughs> Anyway, let's, uh, you know, I, I, I know, I, uh, well, listen, if it's a two-hour podcast, it's a two-hour podcast. Let me tell you about the party. I get to Sarah's on Saturday, and um, we get, I, I decide I'm going to drive my car to her house, and we're going to Uber over to the party with her and her boyfriend and her boyfriend's brother. Great guy. Guy named Jay. We all went to the party in Uber. That's when they told me about Hamas. I was completely disconnected from any kind of news or anything. When I'm here, I watch the news. I hear people on the street. But for some reason, the entire time I was completely disconnected, you know, between uh, flying and just not listening to sports radio. They're not going to talk about it or Spotify. I, I didn't I didn't nothing about it. Nothing. And they told me in the car on the way there what was happening. I'm like, oh, my God. That's really fucked up. And it just, you know, made me a little sad. Well, a lot sad, but trying to, you know, you're still trying to have a good time. And then, you know, it does creep in when you, you know, think about it. Meanwhile, Sasha Baron Cohen was there at the party. And he was, you know, he thanked Sarah. He goes, thank you for giving me four hours to not think about it. You know, he's very, very involved in the cause of Israel and, he was like, thank you for giving me four hours of, you know, just a break for being obsessed with what's happening in Israel. So anyway, that all being said, we get to the party and obviously we're there early. 
and I'm just you know hanging out. And the first piece per person I run into and talk for a, like a long time is comedian Doug Stanhope. I, I don't know if all of you know who he is. Most of you probably do. He's kind of a legendary comedian. I mean, he really is up there with you know the biggies like Attell and people like that. We only met a couple times through Attell. So it was really fun. I got a picture of the two of us, and it was really nice to talk to him. He's really interesting. He's a funny guy. I think he lives in Arizona, and he definitely you know, beats to a different drummer, so he's pretty cool. He's still married to that girl, Bingo, if you've heard him on Howard Stern or anything. So it was really fun talking to him. Um, then, Oh, then I saw um, that really pretty girl that I like, Jackie Tone. Who's real? I think is really sexy, and I think you know, like we hit it off at a couple parties, and then she's like, "Hi, how how's he going?" This is my boyfriend, and I'm like, "God damn it!" She looked amazing too. She really looked good. Uh, you know, this is the one that uh, was on the nanny. <laughs> uh, what's that other show she's on? That wrestling one, Glow. But uh, she really looked terrific. Like, this is my boyfriend, David, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, how you doing?" And I just left. And I'm like, oh, well, I got to talk to my other friend because my friend Mike Ivey was there. He's this comic I've known for years, but he could barely walk and he's going to get chemo and he's like 74. And uh, it, oh, it was such a bump. But I was glad he was there. And it's so nice to talk to him. You know, these are the people I, I get to see um, only at that party. Oh, so here's the two things. First of all, Martin Short was totally supposed to be there. She's like, I can't wait for you to meet him again when you're sober because if you remember the Saturday Night Live story, and I'm like, I can't wait either, but he didn't show up. Damn it. And that kind of ruined the party for me. Like, then I was just like, eh, it was all right party. And then she wanted to hook me up, definitely. Before the party started, she texted me and she goes, did you meet Monica Lewinsky last time? And I'm like, yeah, I did. She says, oh, I just think you guys should talk, which is her way of saying, I think this would be a good match for David Juskow. Me and Monica Lewinsky. And then I thought about it, and she is, you know, pretty and nice, and I've talked to her. I didn't, I didn't end up talking to her at the party, but the comedy going through my head of dating Monica Lewinsky, and we may have talked about this before because it happened before. She was supposed to move in my building many years ago. Just the comedy of, you know, like, so bringing her to, you know, some of my friends, uh, like going out to dinner with some other friends, right? So who else have you dated besides David? Like, well, it, um, the president. What, the president of uh, Microsoft? No. President United States. Oh. The president of the United States and, and Dave Juska. That's who you've dated. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the comedy purpose, I, I think that's why she's single. I mean, it's just too... It's too, it's too funny. <laughs> How can I go around... Life be oh you know my girlfriend she um she, she it's me and she's only had sex with two guys me and uh, the president of the United States well how do you compare them both oh there's no comparison just guys amazing <laughs> oh my uh, so then I uh, spoke to Dan Stevens for a long time well I don't know if you know this guy but boy is he good looking. He used to play Cousin Matthew on uh, Denton Abbey. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, right from Beauty and the Beast. I didn't recognize him because he's like in disguise in a sense. Like he's just as pretty boy as he's. I think he's got a beard and glasses. And I'm like, no, no. And then I don't know why he blurted out Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but 
he's so nice and you know he's got that beautiful accent and uh loves getting high and boy is he boy is he easy on the eyes i'll tell you that much oh boy and john ham as you know usually is at that party we usually spend some time together but he just got married so his sister-in-law and her friend were there i think something like that and they were really pretty and nice and you know in their late 30s so me and jeff ross were talking to them for a while which was nice and then olivia wilde was there and boy is she sexy she was dancing you know i couldn't get any footage i mean i wanted to sneak some footage but oh my goodness is she sexy she was dancing the whole time oh my god and um, she looked amazing. And Elizabeth Banks was there. She's gorgeous. The one that directed Cocaine Bear. I didn't get a chance to talk to her. I, I think I was a little too intimidated. I mean, she just looked beautiful. And Owen Wilson was there. So him, I was going to talk to. I missed him. I was like, wait a minute. That's Owen Wilson. And he was running out with his girlfriend or wife. I think a girlfriend. And he was running out. I missed him. I didn't get to see him. And I missed him. And he ran out. And I was trying to catch him because I wanted to talk to him and tell him I just taught Midnight in Paris in the class. And then I could have definitely gotten a picture because not only is he nice, but, you know, Sarah's okay with that and, you know, me. And she was like, oh, man, I wanted to introduce you. I told him about the class. And I'm like, fuck. It's just hard. You know, it's a party. Sometimes you don't see everybody for a long time. You miss people in and out just like any anywhere else. It's just that at this party, you know, you're like, wait. Diane Keaton was there. Katy Perry was there. I mean, Taylor Swift was there. What? No, she wasn't there, but I'm just saying, you know, that it happens. Like, Sarah's always like, oh, I totally missed her. I don't know what happened. That sucked. I was really upset about not getting, that would have been that one thing. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Now I can get high and drunk because, uh, you know, I've gotten to that part. But, it, you know, that never happened at that party where I met the absolute perfect person where I'm like, all right, I'm done. Now I can fuck around. I mean, I still had a good time. It just wasn't like like the last one or something. Meanwhile, Breckenmeyer was there. Now, I don't know if you know Breckenmeyer. I see him every party. I don't talk to him anymore. I don't bother. I don't go up to him. He doesn't like me, and I don't really care for him. And he's in Clueless. He plays Travis in Clueless. But I think the last, like, the first five times I met him, I just said, ah, Clueless is great. And he was just done. Meanwhile, he's dating Bob Saget's widow. How about that? For some juicy Hollywood gossip. That's a crazy mix. I didn't see that coming. Nobody saw that coming. So then Kate Beckinsdale shows up, right? And uh, this beautiful girl showed up, but like dressed a little weird, but she totally noticeable. Like, wow, who's that? I didn't know it was her. I just didn't. She was like a chameleon for me. I never recognized her. But her daughter was there. I don't know if you remember her daughter tried to get in the Comedy Cellar show with a fake ID. So I said, hey, I still got your ID. And it, it was really funny. We had a really nice time. Um, I got pictures of her and her mom and Sarah together. And I, I asked her to be on the Tuesday show. Uh, this is Lily uh, Sheen, um, Kate Beckinsale, Michael Sheen's daughter. She's very polite and nice and, and pretty. And she's uh, just, you know, trying to make it in New York as an actor. I mean, you know, obviously she has a hands up and that. But uh, she works as a hostess, and she acts. It's pretty cool. So I'm trying to get her on the show, which I think she'll definitely do, and recreate our uh, Comedy Cellar moment. But, uh, yeah, Kate Beckinsale. I mean, 
Jack, oh, that's right. And Jack McBrayer was there. And you remember I saw him in Ireland. And so my friend Mia was there, who's a really terrific actress. Mia Barron, who used to be Sarah's old college roommate when she was in college for a brief moment. And we've kept in touch over the years. And she was with this girl, Maria something. I don't know her last name, but she's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And she's married to Jack McBrayer in the movie. And she was, she's really pretty in person. And I'm telling you, now you know I don't, apparently I'm just off base, whatever, but she was extremely flirtatious. Like she wouldn't let go of my hand when we were shaking it, and she just kept staring at me. And I don't, I was like, is she trying to make somebody jealous? Or does she really like me? I mean, I, again, I, I, I guess I could be fooled, but it seemed like she was like really focusing on me and didn't want to leave. It was, I, I don't know how to explain it, but she sure was pretty. She's got red hair, and she looked amazing. And she's, oh, my God, perfect for me. She is completely age-appropriate. But, of course, I don't live there. What are you going to do? There's so many girls like that that are that beautiful, age-appropriate-wise in California that you can totally meet and go out with girls. You could never expect that that would happen because, you know, they're easy to meet out there, especially you know, with all the friends I have. And they're all single. Everybody's looking. You know, it's hard to meet a guy out there. There's so many women and so few men. You're really tripling your chances by going out to L.A. and uh, hanging around. But what are you going to do? I like it here. I couldn't wait to leave. But it was a a, ple- a, a pleasurable night. Me and, uh, and, and Sarah and the, the, the kids uh, took the Uber back to her house. We're in the last moment. Todd Glass was, I don't know if you know him. He's so funny. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head who else I saw. Jesse Bradford from Swim Fan. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Yeah, from Swim Fan. He's like, well, I did that movie like 15 years ago. Yeah, it's amazing. I just saw it the other night again. Hey, you and Erica Christensen. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good stuff. We took an Uber back, and then, of course, uh, I went up, hung out a little bit in her house, and then took my car back immediately to Del Taco. Because Sarah doesn't know how to throw a party. I think it's sponsored by Red Bull. They only had Red Bull drinks, Red Bull and vodka. I'm like, I tried that. I'm like, this is disgusting. I don't need Red Bull. I don't want to stay up. I, I I don't need Red Bull in a drink. It's not my thing. And she doesn't have any brown liquors because she doesn't drink, so she doesn't care. And like I said, she always orders pizza instead of uh, having like regular people food, whatever. So I never eat. And then basically I just switched to beer because that Red Bull. I mean, I had a little vodka. I don't know. But the, the Red Bull's gross. I don't have to tell most of you. Ugh. You know, what am I, 12? Can I have a Red Bull? Please. I'd rather have cocaine. Hello. <laughs> anyway, I get the Del Taco. It's fantastic. I think I ordered six tacos. I wasn't even that hungry, but I'm like, well, I'll just leave some. Oh, no, I ordered five. I was like, yeah, no, I'll I'll get five because I'm not that hungry. (laughs) And then I drove my car to the garage and just ate in the garage of the place I was staying. And I I couldn't be happier. And when I woke up the next morning, I'm like, eh. You know, William and Alex were like, how was the party? Eh. Eh. Oh, no, that's right. I didn't see them because that's right. It was four in the morning. Because the party usually goes till 12, but it went till 1. 
Then I hung out for a while. Then I had the time. So I went to bed at four and I had to wake up at seven. Because as you know, on Sundays, I always go to Santa Monica, to Barney's Beanery, to hang out with my friend Andrew, and we watch the football. And this time was no exception. That's why I didn't want to get too wasted, because the times I've gotten up and been still drunk, it's been horrible. So I didn't get that. I wasn't that crazy. And I got up at 7 and went to the beach. Totally excited to do that. And there was all these homeless people there. Then I finally saw what everybody's been talking about. I'm like, this is not a fun place to walk anymore. Because I can do this in New York City besides looking to the left and, and, and the ocean, which is pretty cool. But, yeah, the homeless with the public bathrooms open, I think they keep it open for the homeless. I don't know. It was weird. It was kind of ruining the the moment. But then I go to the promenade in Santa Monica, and it's really nice. Nobody's there, and it's beautiful. And at 9 o'clock, Barney's Beanery opens. The games start at 10. And we did a No drinking. My friend Steve Charlotte showed up, and I had... Uh, we we like first I had a couple cups of coffee. It was great. We we're just hanging out, having a good time. Just you know, not in any kind of rush. Then we finally order food, and I got a thing called a mismosh, which is what they do over there: scrambled eggs. I complain about this all the time with mix-ins. They actually make scrambled eggs in L.A. You cannot get them in New York. They turn into an omelet every time. I don't know what the difference is, why they can make scrambled eggs in Los Angeles but not in New York City. I promise you, you cannot get proper scrambled eggs in New York City. I can't even get proper scrambled eggs at my office. In the cafeteria, they still stink. I don't know why they're so perfect out in Los Angeles. Then you get stuff in it. I got everything in it. Obviously, I got pictures. Oh, it's fantastic. Really fantastic. That's what I think I did on Saturday. I think I went, yeah, before the party, I think I had, uh, we went to this diner, me, Alex, and William, and I had, uh, you know, the Eggs Benedict with like tur- with, with gravy on it. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. I forgot about that. Anyway, so then Sarah goes, hey, I'm going to have people over for football. And I knew she wasn't going to, I was like, oh, but I already have for football. But she's like, yeah, people come over at 1 o'clock. And I'm like, oh. I can do both. This is fantastic. Yeah, because no one's getting up early after a party except your pal Dave Juskow because it's like a tailgate. So we had a great time, watched the, all the games, and then around 1.40, I got to Sarah's. No one's there. It's beautiful. They got bagels and lunch. No one showed up except Sasha Baron Cohen. So it's great because the night before, I was having trouble with Sasha Baron Cohen. He, doesn't, he wasn't getting into me. There was a disconnect. I don't know where it came from or whatever, but it was bothering. But by Sunday night, we were best pals. It was awesome. Sandra Barn Cohen is awesome. So it's me, Sarah, and her boyfriend and, and her boyfriend's brother just sitting at this table, a kitchen table, just shooting the shit. And this is an amazing day. So first he's telling Borat stories and Bruno stories. And I told him that I was friends with Vic Henley. He's like, oh my God, I love Vic. And I said, you know, and he knew he had died. This is my friend Vic who died during COVID. And he helped write Bruno and he was in Bruno. And I told him a story he did not know, which which he loved, which is the one where, uh, you know, he's talking about Bruno. If you remember the movie Bruno, he's playing straight Dave and he's going to, you know, UFC wrestle somebody, but he ends up making out with his boyfriend and all these 
rednecks get angry and they swarm the stage and he's like, no, I have a secret tunnel. I escape. Unfortunately, I left the rest of the crew behind. <laughs> like, it's, it's really telling his stories of getting past death when he's scamming people who get furious with guns and shit was completely fascinating. But I told him my friend Vic was one of those people you left <laughs> you know, there so he could escape. And Vic is walking through the parking lot. He, you know, he's in on the gag, but he's pretending he's, you know, he's not. He's the ring announcer. He comes through the parking lot. I've told you this story before. And the people are like, hey, there's that guy the ring announcer. And he goes, no, no, I'm just as surprised as you were. I couldn't believe what happened. Like, that's how he got himself to stay alive. <laughs> it was, so that was great. But he was telling all these stories and the way they have tunnels to get him out and a car running all the time. And sometimes he had to get back and back. The, I think they even have a footage of it in the extras like of him back in the ambulance like go 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 and people just shooting at him and shit great stuff and he was really funny in telling it and he was just you know he's obviously so interesting so then it got serious started talking about Hamas now he's got a you know he's extremely all in on the cause of Israel and then this happened right so then it became kind of like a powwow what can we do now I can't do anything that I have no pull but what can these celebrity people with you know 10 million Twitter followers do so he says to Sarah, I want you to text AOC, you know, the congresswoman, AOC, and say, why are you being silent? And she, she goes, good idea. And she just immediately texts AOC and says, why silent? Question mark. And then he calls, you ready for this? He's like, I'm, I'm going to call Bono from U2 and tell him at his concert in Vegas that tonight he needs to say something. And he's like, what should we tell him to say? And I'm like, first, and this, I swear I said, it. I was like, first of all, Bono's the most selfish individual I've ever seen. You're not going to get any help from that guy. He hasn't done an unselfish thing in 20 years. And so I was just like, really? And I'm like, no, I'm completely kidding. He's the exact opposite. So big laughs. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's all I'm good for is the big laughs. I can't do anything serious. I, I want to help, but how can a easy person with, you know, 10 podcast listeners help? It would be funny if, just, if Sarah was like, why don't you use your Just Cow in the City podcast to help? And I'm like, right, right. <laughs> okay. So he calls Bono and he says, I want you to, do, so we were talking about, he goes, I want you to do the, the mourner's Kaddish, which is the Jewish prayer we use for the dead. And he goes, you know, say that. And we went over the Kaddish, like I knew it. I knew portions of it. I didn't know the whole thing. He didn't know the whole thing either. So I was helping. It was really exciting. And he's like, what if we just do the part that everybody knows, you know, you know, the one that has kind of a, more of a melody to it. And he goes, yeah, that's a good idea, but um, it was too much. I mean, for Bono going to read Hebrew, you know, it was ridiculous. So he's like, I'm going to call him right now. And I'm like, tell him, uh, ask him if he got my letters. Big laughs again. <laughs> so then, I mean, how great is it the next day? Oh, and he says, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to do it just before a pride in the name of love. And the next day, you know, it's a news item everywhere that Bono that night in Vegas at that new place that James Dolan created uh, did a tribute or, you know, said something about what's happening in Israel uh, before pride in the name of love. I'm like, yeah, I, uh, you know, technically had a hand in making that happen. Kind of, not really, but you know what I mean. I mean, it was exciting being at the kind of ground zero to, powwow and how these uh, celebrities can use their power for good 
and uh, you know do something for this uh, real fucked up shit that everybody said don't come back to New York. There's all these protests. There's protests. Protests. The Palestinians are protesting. They're protesting for the other side. Yeah, you guys deserve it. Just what? Deserve just killing innocent people like that at a at a at a music festival? You fucking pricks. I, you, listen, you may not side with Israel, but you got to uh, side with uh, the people that uh, try not to murder people in a in a, a, a festive setting. So it was like serious and funny. What a day. You know, I already had an amazing morning. And, and then I just kept watching football and they, they were in the pool. And we hung out with Sasha Baron Cohen all day long. And then I hung out in Sarah's more. Uh, he left to go to the airport because they live in London and his, the family hates it there, so they want to move back. And they're talking like, "Well, where should I move?" And she's like, "You should move to this neighborhood." And then I just, you know, hung out and we ordered dinner. And thank God she's dating this guy Rory because he ordered Chinese food. I'd never have that if I was uh, just with Sarah. I went home that night and I woke up Monday morning. I woke up like Monday afternoon because I hadn't slept in like like William said, like 48 hours. So I think I woke up at like noon and I'm like, well, what am I going to do today? And then I realized I'm done. Le- nothing's going to top hanging out with Sasha Baron Cohen uh, and, and not just, you know, shooting the shit, talking about Bruno and, and all those kind of stories. Cause those movies are so good. And then, but then getting serious and trying to help the cause and how they're trying to help and being part of that. I'm like, nothing's going to top that. So I'm, I don't think there's, I, I'm done. I just want to go home. I actually checked to see if I could just get a flight out. I'm like, nothing's going to top that. I'm done. Everything else is going to suck. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I think I'll just wait for William and Alex to come home and we'll just go out for dinner. I'd be like, I really, I was like, who else? Now, who can I call? Now it's Monday. I can make the calls. I called my friend Chris Regan from Family Guy also. Oh, and Alex Sulkin was sick. He had 102 temperatures. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm done. Because there was a bunch of people I could call. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like calling them. I don't want to hang out with them. I just want to hang out with my friend William and Alex who are so nice. I really enjoy it. And I don't hang out with them enough when I'm there because, you know, I always have people to see. And I'm like, why am I seeing them? I got these great guys that I never get to see also. And they're really nice and cool. And I like them so much. So so on Monday, I just, you know, I, I, I want to get some coffee. And I'm like, well, let's let's try and get some coffee so i go to this place i look up coffee places near me i don't want to go to dunkin donuts i want to try something new and i go to this place pete's coffee which isn't la based i think it's everywhere i go to this place you're not gonna believe i go to pete's coffee and i you know you got to drive there i pull in the parking lot it's like a small i'm like oh god what a pain in the ass but whatever right it's just down the street it's not a big deal but it's funny having to drive somewhere i mean i know all of you guys that don't live in new york city i'm like this is normal for us but, you know, I just, like, wake up. I put on a, a shoes that try not to leak, uh, the, the, the try not to uh, get my feet soaked with water, uh, whatever, um, and just walk to Dunkin' Donuts, walk back. But, get it, you know, you got to get in the car. You got to get the garage. You got to get the key. Uh, you know, not, I mean, it was fun. But, you know, at that point, you just want coffee already. I go, and they're like, yeah, we're out of coffee. And I'm like, you what? <laughs> I, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Fuck, somebody is fucking with me. You're kidding. Again? They're like, well, we have the dark rose. I'm like, I don't like the dark rose. They're like, yeah, I know. You said you want the light. I'm like, yeah, well, we're out of it. And I'm like, 
was like, but we can make some more. And I'm like, oh, oh, can you? Maybe it was 1030. It wasn't noon. Oh, can you make some more? Uh, what the fuck? It'll take three minutes. I'm like, and I can't understand what this fucking girl is saying. I just want to say the C word. Uh, because she's wearing a mask. And I'm like, I don't care that she's wearing a mask, but I can't understand what she's saying. She's like, I'm like, just, I, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. It's loud. You got music playing and you're wearing a goddamn mask. I'm like, fine. I'll wait for your coffee. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know why I was so angry. Well, you know why. It's just, you're in a new place. You're like, you're out of coffee. Mm. So then I'm like, yeah, and uh, so I can get milk over there and everything. She's like, yeah, you just, I, I just want, I want milk in it. Like, yeah, it's over there. I look over there. There's, there's no milk. It's just half and half. It's a one thing, a half and half. And I'm like, I'm gonna get angry. <laughs> you know, and I'm coming in hot, like a you know New Yorker. I'm like, yeah, I don't live in this town, and you stink. Which is not the polite thing to do. But I'm obviously I'm just getting annoyed. And can you blame me? We're out of coffee. Fucking try. I could have tried like ten other places, including Dunkin' Donuts, which I just didn't want because I always get that. They make the coffee. The girl gives me the coffee, and I'm like, "Hey, there's no milk over there. It's only half and half." Well, what kind of milk do you want? I'm like, "What do you mean? What kind? I want regular cow's milk." What the fuck? You got one selection of there. What if I don't want it? So the guy is behind the counter. He pours milk. And I'm like, all right, thanks. And I'm like, I'm like, I guess stop. And then I realized it, it, it's not enough milk. And I, then I had to pour some of the half and half to two. And I'm like, you know, Pete's coffee can suck it. Jesus Christ. But like I said, William left me muffins, which was so polite. And it, so, I, again, I went home. I just didn't feel like calling everybody. So I watched the end of Only Murders in the Building. Last two episodes that I hadn't seen. And then I graded papers. I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I mean, how stupid to uh, do work on your vacation, but I'm like, you know, I'm just not in the mood. I'll just wait for those guys to come back and we'll have dinner. And I want to take them out to dinner. So we decided we're going to get sushi. Now, I always want to go to the all-you-can-eat sushi, but those guys, for some reason, hate it, and they won't admit that they... It was so weird the last time we went. You remember, they get you get a two-hour window, and they left in an hour, like, well, we're leaving. I'm like, whoa, whoa, I'm not finished eating. I just don't understand it. So anyway, we went to the we went to a different sushi place that they got. And what happened? But uh, oh, and this is funny. So Alex and this poor guy, he commutes every day from Pasadena to Anaheim by train. You know, it's insane. When he comes back, and William picks him up every day at the train after his work, which is so sweet because they're married. Because uh, homosexuals can do that now. <laughs> you imagine. What a world we live in. Anyway, Alex comes back. He always looks very nice coming back from work, wearing a like, tie and a shirt, you know. And he's like, well, Alex, we want to come back and change first. And I'm like, why? He looks he looks amazing. Let's go out to dinner like this. He's like, well, he's nervous. He's going to spill something on his shirt. I'm like, so? I, I, I'm wearing my eating shirt right now. So anyway, we go back and he changes in two seconds. We go out to get sushi. I'm just... I was like a housewife that had been home all day. William comes home and he's just sitting there. He goes, I just need to decompress. I'm like, well, I'm just ready to go. You don't want to go now? Why don't we go now? Why don't we just go see Alex now? We can just wait by the train station. I'm like, it was so funny. I understand now how 
uh, a housewife gets and her husband comes home or vice versa, I guess. And you're just like, what's the matter? Why are you sitting there? I've been home all day. I've been waiting for you. How come you <laughs> He's like, hey, dude, relax. It's going to be cool. We're going to get food soon. I'm like, yeah, right. Because I hadn't eaten all day. So for like, you know, a little bit of that muffin. And so we go at the sushi place and, you know, I don't know. I'm already annoyed. So it was like, you guys want some drinks? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have sake. They don't drink. And William's like, yeah, we'll order some miso soup. I'm like, wait, you're already ordering soup? We're just ordering drinks. So already I'm angry. I don't, I don't know what happened. Again, I don't know why these guys would even ever have me there again. I was a complete jerk. <laughs> I'm like, why are you ordering soup? You're, you're doing the thing I hate the most. Got, what are we in a rush? He's like, well, I don't drink. We just like to have the soup as, the, as, as, their, as our drink. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> if it doesn't make sense to me, then I don't understand it. And it cannot be happening. Anyway, I ordered, I ordered sake. He goes, I'll have the large. He goes, well, it's actually two for one today. And I'm like, well, then I'll have two small. Because I don't want two large sakis. I'm not looking to get hammered. And they're not going to drink. I'm like, then I'll have two small ones. He brings them both out at the same time. And I'm like, dude, what? It's gonna get. you can't bring out two sakis at once. Why don't you just bring the second? And I'm like, Ugh. right? I let that go because I'm like, what, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But I love that they have two for one. Meanwhile, the sushi is incredibly expensive. And this is a dump. It's not like a like a fancy place like when I go with Laura or something. And it's just more expensive than I thought it would be. I, I guess I thought in California it's just less expensive because it's everywhere and it's so delicious and really good. Sushi out there is different. It was very expensive. So, you know, then I get ner- And they didn't have like what I like. And, you know, again, I'm like, all right, relax, Dave, you know, because it's whatever. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to also get a salad. And the guy's like, no. Excuse me? No, the salad's for two. Well, I want it. No. And I and then I told William and I was I'm like, this is the fucking this is the Parmesan cheese bit all over again. Why won't the guy give me a salad? He's like, well, he said it was for two. So what? What kind of waiter is that? No, you don't want that. I'm like, but I do. No. No, you ordered enough. Is it I mean, has this ever happened to anyone else? But me, how can I always have a story where the waiters will not let me order what I want? This is the chicken parm all over again with that waiter and the grated cheese. They're not going to give me a salad? No, it's for two. It's for two. So? Well, you said it was for yourself. I know. You're the worst waiter ever. So I'm going crazy, and they're, you know, even Alex, who never says a word, he's like, shut up, calm down, calm down. And I'm like, right, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. And then I apologize for the rest, like for the next two days. I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know what, I don't know what the fucking matter with me. I mean, at least William, it's like, I haven't changed at all. So he gets it. But this poor, you know, husband of his has to be subjected, like, William, your friends uh, from the city, I don't know, uh, but uh, he couldn't be a, a sweeter, nicer person. But, uh, <laughs> but well, I'll, I'll continue on, and then I'll tell you the, the comedy portion of it. But it was great. You know, we had dinner, and then we went to another, we walked around. Pasadena's very nice, but it's also got a homeless problem. So when Beth Tapper and I were at that Agnes place, there was like a bunch of homeless guys that are a little scary. They're very mentally unstable. And she goes, yeah, my daughters won't walk around here anymore. Somebody bumped into them. And I'm like, this beautiful little community has got a problem. 
you know, I didn't, you know, you, you hear about it. Obviously, it's in New York. It's always been in New York, but you just, you know, now you've been hearing about it in L.A. I saw it on 60 Minutes, but you don't think it reaches up to Pasadena. But it does. And it's a little scary because you just don't know whether they're, how they're going to be unhinged or whatever. You know, you, you, you want to let it go, but they're always, I don't know. You just don't know what to expect. And I don't expect it somewhere else besides when I leave New York City. Anyway, we go home, you know, we just we have a little dessert and some coffee, we walk to a place, and then we have, it was beautiful, and then uh, watched the end of Monday Night Football, it really, uh, yeah, everything's early out there, so it's perfect, I got home early, I was able to, you know, do the football pool emails and stuff, It just like, couldn't be happier just in my own room, just watching TV, just as if I, it was, it's such a stupid vacation, because I'm not doing anything, I should really be out and doing stuff, and I just wasn't in the mood, I'm telling you, Sunday was the topper, and I enjoyed hanging out with William and Alex more and they're so polite and nice and then on Tuesday I I finally called up just Beth again because I'm like I really don't want to see anybody except you for some reason and she goes let's go to lunch we'll go to the sushi place in Glendale and she brings me to this place and there's no one in there because they're probably about to close and this is like an really expensive place god damn it they don't have rolls yeah, we have no rolls. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? And she goes, sorry. again. Like, she keeps apologizing because she picks the worst places for me. So, I mean, the sushi, was it good? Yes. Was it filling? No. And it was so expensive, I couldn't keep ordering. Fucking. And then they're like, yeah, we're, we're closing. Oh, my God, I got kicked out again. Goddamn kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Holy shit. I do not want to go crazy over this again. I'm sick of getting kicked out. When, what? Tell me the time I'm supposed to go. This is at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I can't even sit there. What the fuck is happening? Oh, my God. When do they these restaurants open? When are people going where they're not getting kicked out? Oh, then I just couldn't wait to go. You know, I, then I went home, I packed up and I didn't have to leave until like 8.30. Like I scheduled the red eye and then it kept getting delayed. They're like, now your flight's leaving at 11.30. Now it's leaving at midnight. I'm like, oh, I just can't wait to leave. So William and I go to pick up Alex again at the train station. And we're just like, well, we'll go out for dinner again. You know, we'll go get tacos this time and not Del Taco, but a nice fun place. And this time, Alex did not go home and change because the taco place was right by the train station. And the first bite he took, he spilled on his shirt. It was classic. I was, because I'm like, because I know it. I, I do the same thing. And he's like, no, I go home and change because I don't want to spill. First bite he took, the taco went all over his shirt. I couldn't believe how goddamn classic it was. I'm like, oh, I, I apologize for mocking you the other day for changing. I Now I get it. Now I totally get it. I'm like, this happens all the time. I tell you, I go to the dry cleaners all the time. And I'm like, hey, can you get this stain out? Like, you eat good. You eat good. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, you old bat. <laughs> well, these tacos were really good. And I'm trying to remain calm because I'm like, why am I having tacos before I'm flying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Oh, and I'm making myself crazy because I just want to leave and I want to go home. And they keep delaying the flight, but I'm like, no, I'm just leaving. I got to fill the car with gas. All right, so I'm already getting nervous. 
I, I drive, I'm driving really slow to the airport because I have so much time to kill. Then I start getting possible diarrhea. Like just before I get to the airport to, for the rental car and all that stuff, I'm like, where am I going to go? This is ridiculous. My stomach was in knots. Mostly, again, stress-related. Probably not the tacos, but was it? I did have sushi and then tacos. I deserve it. So I stop at this Ralph's supermarket. I'm like, well, let me take it. I know they always have a bathroom. And I don't know where it was, by the airport somewhere. I'm like, is this a dangerous area? I don't know. Can you imagine if my car got stolen right here, right at the end of the trip? Classic. I go in the Ralph's. I find the bathroom. There's homeless people all over the place. I'm like, I'm out. I'm going to have to figure this out some other way. And then I got back to the car, and for some reason, I was fine. I don't know what happened. Maybe that scared me straight. And then I'm like, well, I'll just go with the airport, I guess, if maybe, if I can. I've never done that at the airport. But maybe I'll be okay. I'll try and drink some water, chew some gum. I don't know what else to do. So I got the gas and then went and then went to the station. I had so much time, so much time. I think, you know, the flight now leaves at midnight. I think I was there by nine o'clock, so I still got three hours. And then there's all this traffic at the airport. So much traffic that they made us like get off the the bus from the Hertz vehicle. Like you you can cross over to the other side. You can walk over. And so you had to carry your luggage all the way to the other side of the terminal. But now I'm panicked. I'm like, shit. It was three hours early. I don't know what security's gonna be like, but oh my god, there was no security. No security. I mean it was classic. I was like I was like nervous now I'm gonna be late, but then there was no security. I mean there was nobody there. They took my passport, my my driver's license and walked right through security and I was like, well, now we're two hours early. But glad to be here. Walked around for a little bit. Then and then the plane, like like at midnight, was finally getting off from Hawaii, and it was like a packed plane. Completely packed. Finally go on. Just trying to keep it together. And there's no there's a seat in the middle, which was great. Nobody was in it, but the guy I was sitting with was a complete douche. Like, he wasn't a douche. He's like, hey, I've been waiting for you. He was, like, really nice at first, but then all of a sudden he became one of those guys he was talking on the phone all the way up till we lifted off, you know, loud. Then he was on his laptop the entire time, so it was glaring. You know, the plane was in dark except for his laptop, and I'm trying to sleep. So I had to actually wear sunglasses while I was trying to sleep. They didn't have a TV. You had to put your phone up there, but... They didn't have the Wi-Fi working. And that's that's the only time I watch is going home. And none of it was working. And my seat was like completely sticky and gross because they clearly didn't clean the plane after everybody else got off. And I'm like, ugh, this is so gross. Of course, the guy next to me took his shoes off right out of planes, trains, and automobile. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Who the fuck takes their shoes off? But... I fell asleep, and I think I fell asleep again for the whole... The ride couldn't have been less. I think it was four hours. It was great. I fell asleep, woke up. We were. It was time to leave. It was beautiful. And I will tell you that uh, Beth couldn't pick me up because it just got later and later. I saw my friend for a little bit, and then I took an Uber back to... Near, only like 30 bucks. Back to my sister's. I got in the car. I don't remember where I was going. But I got in my car, and I was driving around, and I where was I going? I remember because I stayed at their house, and I just couldn't have been happier to be in my car, 
back in New Jersey. It was a beautiful day. And I just, I, I was smiling on my face. I just, my car, of course, didn't start. Then I showed my sister, oh, let me show you how, this, how you, this thing works. It's amazing. You know, it started, and I was like, this is a perfect way for it to not start. I love where it is. And it started in two seconds again. You know, I knew it wasn't going to start, but I had the thing ready. It was fantastic. And then, of course, I, I, I worked from my sister's house uh, from four to midnight and then got up the next day, uh, had a wonderful time with uh, Lindsay from the bar I hang out with. Remember who had a baby? She moved right next door to my sister. Go figure her and her husband and the baby. So I'm like, well, I'll come by. We'll have lunch. So I got to see their house. I got to hang out with the most adorable kid. And then we had lunch, uh, you know, in this town where my sister works at the eyeglass place. It's so funny. We had lunch right across the street. And it was a lovely day. Her house is fantastic. The kid is adorable. Then I went to class and just lectured. Uh, we did time after time last night. And I had other things planned, but that took me an hour and 40 minutes. I had plenty of stuff left, so... You know, that makes me feel good for when the class turns into two and a half hours. And then me, Evan, and Glenn went to a Vietnamese. No, no, no. We went to Vietnamese last and went to Thai, Thai food. And that place didn't kick us out. They were open until 10. I didn't love the food, but I loved the atmosphere and the place. It was really nice. And Evan's like, I have the Oktoberfest beers. And he buys the beer and he brings the beers. And it's not the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. He goes, but this is better. And I'm like, I just want... The Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I don't know why. So then Glenn comes by later and we go to another bar, which is right at the train station. It's a train station bar. It was really cool. And they have Sam Adams Oktoberfest on tap. And I say to the guys who are bartending, I'm like, I'll give you, I guarantee when you go over to that tap, it's going to be tapped out. There's no way. This is going to work. And he goes, you want to make a bet? I'm like, no. And he poured us two Oktoberfest, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And I said to him, I'm like, you know, your beer was better. <laughs> I didn't even finish it. Just a quest on October 13th or 12th to finding an Oktoberfest. So stupid. <laughs> and it wasn't even that great, but I was already through anyway. I just had to have it. I finally got it, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. Is that the name of the podcast this week? Finally? Oh, my God. The quest to have stupid, sad Adams, stupid Oktoberfest. Jesus Christ. You know, Evan giving me those other Oktoberfest beers is kind of like when Kathy Griffin brings that uh, barbecue sauce to Jerry. He needs the ones that look like Charles Grodin. She goes, oh, no, everybody thinks that's horrible. This is the better. That's like what he, that was the equivalent. I mean, what the, f <laughs> what a stupid, stupid story of everything it is. And now we are here today doing this lovely podcast. I got a show on Saturday night again in uh, New Jersey, which I think I'm going to see Gabriel, our friend from the North, I, I, you know, I shouldn't have even uh, done it because I didn't want to do something right away on Saturday, but uh, I love doing that gig, and I can't do it the next two Saturdays. I have birthday parties I have to go to or a Halloween party or something. 
So, you know, I wanted to give him all my dates and I love doing the show. And, you know, I was like, I'm also free the Thanksgiving weekend and Christmas week. And I was like, damn it, I don't know why I put that in, but because I knew he was going to put me for those days. But, you know, really, what am I doing? I do like doing the show. I like traveling out there. So who cares? It gets me out of the house. That's the important thing, right? So that's our extended show for this week, making up for last week and uh, trying to give you the information as it comes. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. I hope you did enjoy the show. If you were able to listen to everything, it's a long, long podcast. The extended version of what we made up for for last week on another exciting episode of Just Cow in the City. See you next week, everybody. 